A reading from the second chapter of the Gospel according to Luke, beginning with the first verse. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Christmas Eve conjures up a lot of memories for me. Most of them have to do with going to my wife's grandparents' house on Christmas Eve. Then I went into ministry and I started doing Christmas Eve services and I couldn't go. But I still think fondly about those days. They're both gone now. They've passed on into the presence of Christ. But if you knew J.T. Branham, you know that he was, what do you say, a piece of work? Is that what we say these days? <laughs> well, her grandmother, we call Mimi. J.T. called her Francis. And she liked to give J.T. the devil, as you might say. She enjoyed to get him a little aggravated, and every once in a while she would go into the living room where all the men folk were hanging out. I don't know how it is at your family's house, but in that celebration, we all segregated. I didn't know if they were tired of each other from being together all day or what, but that's how it worked. 
And all the men would be sitting in there watching something on TV entirely too loud. Y'all seen that before? Entirely too loud. And Mimi would come in and scream at JT, Turn that thing down! That's a pretty good impersonation, I think. And then she would say something, and he would say something back, and he was, she would say something back, and you know there might have been an ugly word in somewhere in the middle, and then finally he would do this and say, Big deal, Francis! And the conversation would end. But you know, asking what the big deal is could be a good conversation starter for us. Because we might ask, what's the big deal about this birth? Right? Not the first time a human being's been born. I looked some stuff up. A child was born. Happens every single day somewhere. Right? When you think, I bet somebody's in Piedmont Hospital right now hoping their baby will make it to 12-0-0-0-1 and be born on Christmas. Every single day, children are born. The most commonly accepted dates or range of dates for Jesus' birth is between 6 and 4 B.C. That's a very long time. That's 2,023 years. Who knows how many billions of infants have been born since then? Anyone want to guess? Well, I have some guesses for you. Or at least a way into it. According to the website, Our World and Data, they get this, 500 million births since 2015. 500 million children born since 2015. According to worldpopulationhistory.org, there are currently 7.53 billion people alive on earth today. I don't know if they counted the three on the space station or not, but that's still a lot of people. 7.53 billion. Now, if we assume that all of those were born within the last hundred years, because if I'm not mistaken, one of the last people over a hundred years old died a couple weeks ago. Remember that? It's on the news. So probably a safe guess. And since most people don't live past a hundred, we might guess that right now, right now, from 4 B.C. to now, there have been at least 8 billion people born. I mean, if 7.53 are alive today, you know, right? You, you're with me on the math? Are y'all out there? So, and then I thought, you know, but there haven't been as many people, and, and my friend Jennifer over there could probably do the math problem and solve this for her. She's over there telling her mama right now, I can do that math, mama. But it's an exponential growth, right? Because every generation there's more people going to have more babies. And so it's exponential growth. So you could do that backward and get back to the population at that time and assume a number of births and assume a number of births. And I guess you might say 16 billion, 20. What do you think, Jen? That close? Yeah? You've already done the math. What did you? <laughs> 20 billion. Y'all think that's fair? 20 billion people have been born since... The birth of Jesus. 20 billion. I don't even know what 10,000 looks like, much less 20 billion. So why are we here tonight celebrating one? One out of 20 billion. 
What's the big deal? When we confess the creed, you will hear the words that He was true God from true God. And truly human. No other child can claim that. And that, dear ones, is why we're here. Because this human being was more than just a human being. And you might say, well, how do we know that, preacher? Well, for one thing, the angels said it. And if you dismiss the angels, you might wonder if there's any other evidence. But first, I want to tell you why it matters. One of the church fathers, St. John of Damascus, said this in an exposition of the Orthodox faith. He wrote, Since the enemy, he means the devil, since the enemy snares man by the hope of the Godhead, he himself is snared in turn by the screen of flesh. And so are shown at once the goodness and wisdom, the justice and the might of God. He has in mind that Christ has come to do something for us that we could not do, that only God could do. But it's something that we must do because of a debt that we owe, but only God can pay it. So God's solution is to come as one of us. For he's remembering that story that you heard in Bible school or maybe you've heard in a church somewhere where the serpent comes to Eve and said, Hey, what did God say about the tree over there? And she said, Oh, God said, Don't eat that one or we'll die. And the serpent said, God doesn't really mean you'll die. He just doesn't want you to eat it because if you eat it, you'll be like God. And Mary thought, Hey, that's a good idea. And all the men folks said, Yeah, it's Mary's fault. But listen, Adam's standing there with her. And both of them have decided that they want to be like God and not be satisfied with being God's creation. And so the serpent tricks them. The serpent comes and tempts them with divinity. Tempts them with control of their own lives, with their own will, with everything being up to them, with their own certainty and their own rectitude. Oh, Eve, you won't surely die. You'll just be like God. And she snared. And then her husband takes and eats it and is snared as well. And you might know the rest of the story. God comes looking for them. I don't think God was lost, they were lost. And so God comes looking for them. So, dear ones, if you feel lost this Christmas Eve, please know that God is looking for you. Not waiting for you to find God. God is looking for you. Just like He came looking for them. He called Eve to Himself and He spoke to her about what had happened. And then He said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and hers, and he will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. And so, dear ones, the church interprets this passage to say to us 
That though we are ensnared by the serpent of old, though the devil has held up before us all the things of the world and offered them to us, that we might have whatever our heart desires, even though we know our heart desires things that will steal our life from us. The serpent still whispers. And so Christ comes to do what we can't do, to crush the head of the serpent as it whispers. Instead of stomping him like the dog he is, we listen and listen and listen and allow him to seep into our lives and take over. But this baby will be different. This human one, this Son of Man, is also the Son of God. He is God in the flesh. In Him, Paul says, God was at work reconciling the whole world to Himself. Christ comes to stomp the head of the serpent. To free us from the snare of sin and death. And that, dear ones, is why this birth matters. Because He can do what we can't. Because He's God in the flesh. What's the big deal? Seems like the angel said it best. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And I add to the angel's words, He has come to free you from the enemy's snare. This child is born for you. To save you from sin and death. His invitation is open to you to come to His table tonight and receive the life that He offers. Receive the freedom that He brings. Receive Him unto yourself. Take into your hands His very body. A body created for you, for your sake. To deliver you from sin and death. As we come to the table, ask yourself, what is the big deal? What is the big deal about this one birth in 20 billion? Amen.